Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Panda Watch! Welcome to the Untitled Wrestling <laughs> Podcast news. <laughs> Thought I'd uh, catch you off guard there. Panda Jerk! <laughs> with, a, with a little, uh, we're talking about the WWF today, uh, the... Oh, shit, no, it's wrestling, isn't it? Wrong one. Uh, my bad. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the news. Um, we are here to talk about all the news this week. The week of starting May the 1st in all of wrestling. All of the um, wrestling. How are you? Good, mate. I'm, Good. Oh, yeah, I'm John. Sorry, by the way, I'm Jay. Uh, <laughs> the usual news team. Um, news team, assemble! Assemble! <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good, man. All good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Should we, we get right in there? That's it. Let's fucking let's throw ourselves in at the deep end. Right, so... I'll get us <coughs> started. Uh, WrestleVotes uh, tweeted that a major topic backstage at Raw this week was the packed house over the weekend at the UFC pay-per-view. Uh, for those who don't know, um, there was a UFC event with, I believe, 25,000 people in attendance. Couldn't move uh, for people in there. Yeah. Um, while not many superstars are uh, advocating for 100% capacity, uh, capacity, nearly everyone feels as though live crowds could return in some form at this time. Um, there was a thing that came out a little bit later in the week that apparently... Um, Apparently, they're, look, they're aiming for June for like a return to like okay. live events. So, um, mm. I, I think I, as we've we've just there, uh, we've just t- spoke about SmackDown, and obviously that main event of SmackDown this week would have been incredible with fans. So, oh, I think, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, th- I think, um, yeah, they've they managed to do it safely, haven't they, with WrestleMania? Um, everyone's kind of getting back to normal i think mm-hmm. i think it'd be a good idea to kind of ease fans back in maybe do like mate i mean let's face it raw and smackdown never sell out anyway they always have like fucking loads of empty seats so it that's won't true. be any different that's true um, <laughs> so yeah i think it'd be i think it'd be quite cool yeah yeah definitely uh moving on although i did read something a little late a little earlier about this uh, but there was a lot of speculation going about um, including from the Wrestling Observer that Randy Orton suffered a shoulder injury during his match with Riddle the other week on Raw. Um, but it's just come out that apparently he just has a deep bruise and that he's all right. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. Could could play out over the next few weeks. It might be a bit worse to speculate, but supposedly it is just a deep bruise. Um, Orton's one of those guys that rarely gets injured, isn't he? Yeah, but when he does, he gets like fucking really bad ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he when when he uh, when he he's had like repeated separated shoulders, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah. And when he tore it, when he tore his bicep, and then uh, oh no, his bicep is a uh, his rotator cuff, and then like about a week before he was due to come back, he fucking tore it again. <laughs> dear, so dear. yeah, he, when he, when even though he doesn't get injured often, when he does get injured, it's usually when he does it, bad. he does it properly. 
he doesn't fuck about. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he was he was quite active on on Raw this week. Like, the, yeah. he didn't do a lot in the match, but he was he was still taking like a fair few bumps, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, hopefully get well soon, Randy, from your little bruise, mate. Yeah, man. Um, moving on, per the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Kalisto was released after he was a uh, troublesome for repeatedly trying to get out of the Lucha House party. I'm publicly unhappy about his TV usage. Um, Fightful uh, said a few bits about this as well, where they were basically saying, like, uh, Luke Giles' party was Lince Dorado's idea, and Kalisto, since last year, Kalisto had been saying he wanted to leave the group and right. wanted to, like, do some more singles stuff. Um, Cut more really good promos about good, good, good Lucha things. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of them, isn't it? He's a really good wrestler. He's shit at talking. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He got into but, ridiculous shape, didn't he? Like last year. He did. He also uh, he also tried to copy uh, Drago from Lucha Underground's gimmick for a little bit as well. And he had like that what, like, the spiky mask. Oh, no, the he had like a spiky oh, okay. mask. Oh, okay, um, okay. I see. It was very similar to Drago's, who is awesome. Mm. Can't wait for can't wait to watch Lucha Underground. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's weird, isn't it? Like Lucha on the uh, Lucha on the ground, Lucha House Party don't really do much at all, do they? No, I mean, they had the um, they were in the Dusty Classic, weren't they? And they were they were yeah. floating between there and like NXT and uh, it, Raw, I it, think it was, which was cool. Yeah, it's mad because when they do stuff, they're really good, mm. but it's just the, the, getting them to do things. Rarely given the opportunity to do things. Mm. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Snoop Dogg claimed during an interview with Peter Rosenberg that WWE said they were going to distance themselves from him for appearing on AEW, but then later um, asked him to be in the upcoming video game, and he asked for double their offering for it, and they gave it him. Because <laughs> why would you say no to Snoop Dogg? <laughs> oh, shit, I guess Snoop Dogg. Um, <laughs> fucking brilliant. Um, why, why would they... Here's the thing, Snoop Dogg's not contracted to WWE. No. He's not a wrestler. Nope. Why would they be bothered that he'd fucking show up anywhere else? Exactly. Also, why like, would they be asked? They've just had Chris Jericho on the Stone Cold fucking uh, Broker Skull Sessions, and he works for the competition. What does Snoop Dogg matter? And AEW on competition, apparently, according to Triple H. Fucking party oh. bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, bit of a weird one. <laughs> but yeah, interesting, like, though, they've asked him to be in the upcoming game. It's going to be a playable I, character in 2K22. I hope that you can... Two things. One, I want him on commentary. <laughs> because I want the commentary theme of Snoop Dogg and Pat McAfee to happen. Um, <laughs> and, and two, I hope they get him to mocap that shit frog splashy the AEW. <laughs> That's because his finisher. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, the shitter the better, because that was fucking awful. <laughs> Cody fucking asked them like it wasn't. <laughs> um, moving on, uh, Fightful reports that uh, the plan after WrestleMania 37 was for Riddle's program with Sheamus to continue. Obviously, plans have changed. Uh, those backstage in WWE said Orton was in favour of working with Riddle, and the, ch- the changes were made. Um, moving Riddle into an angle with Orton and the Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman base. Mason T-Bar storyline were both decisions that were made last Monday 
hours before the show started. Of course they were. Yeah, of course they were. <laughs> of course they were. Not like Vince to change plans last minute. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen Riddle's program with Sheamus continue on for a bit longer because they had a couple of really good matches. They had that an awesome one on Raw, and then the one at Mania was superb. Um, so I wouldn't have been against it. However, this RK Bro thing is quite amusing. It's interesting to see Orton in something that isn't fiend related. So yeah, and R- like Randy said, the- becoming Riddle's cool uncle of buys and weed. <laughs> But then the other side of that, as as we said on the the raw review, it's nice to see Mason T Bar getting some some TV time. So it's not all bad, I guess. Uh, yeah. Moving on, although Rhea Ripley was booked alongside the heels on Raw this week, Brian Alvarez mentioned on the Wrestling Observer Live uh, that fans in the Thunderdome were instructed to cheer for her. What? Make the fucking mind up. Make your minds up. You've got her posing with the heels. You're pumping in booze, but you're telling people on screen to cheer her, and they would cheer her anyway. Again, we touched on this on Raw. She was liked when she came over to Raw. Fans would cheer her anyway. They cheered her at Mania. So why present her as a heel, but then tell fans to cheer her on the screens? It's so I mean, are Nair and Shane of the heels when they're getting, like, bullied, victimized by Mandy and Dana? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going to get the what double the turn. <laughs> we're going to get the worst yeah. double turn in history <laughs> oh god how, how long until Vince has uh, Mandy and Dana taking the piss out of Nia for a week it's going to happen Brian Alvarez also said that everyone is available to be used on Raw and every everyone who's been missing is simply because they haven't had anything written for them uh, that would apply to Raw tag team champions AJ and Omos um, how do you five- not have anything for them well, Fightful said something conflict in there um, where they said that one of them wasn't medically cleared to wrestle. Oh. So, uh, yeah. Oh, so, okay. But obviously, they, they are back on Raw next week after partying mm. in Nigeria. Of course they were. <laughs> um, I, I, I just, I've just got a great, great visual of AJ Omos and Apollo and Commander Aziz. <laughs> or just on like a fucking yacht in Nigeria. <laughs> um, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you say, if there's <clears throat> someone not being cleared, that's a different story. If it's a case of they haven't got anything for them creatively, that is fucking mental. How how do you put the belts on these two guys? It do, like, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's AJ and Omas or, or anyone. But how do you put the tag titles on them at Mania then have nothing for them for three weeks consecutively? Especially even more so almost was. Yeah, even more so the fact that he's really over and his tag partner is AJ Styles and you don't have anything for them on TV. Mental. Mind yeah. boggles. Maybe uh, that's why AJ didn't want to win the tag titles. Say again, sorry. Maybe that's why AJ didn't want to win the tag titles. What, has he come out and said that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. They say he didn't want to win the tag titles because he, he he wasn't interested in it. <laughs> They only did it to, to, to say he's a Grand Slam champion. Yeah. Really. Um, he's record time, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. Drew McIntyre is apparently still pushing for a match with Tyson Fury, leading to obvious speculation. WWE still hopes to put that on together in the near future. Um, uh, I don't know where I sit. I don't want to see it. I don't like Tyson Fury. But if it means that we get some sort of, not 
it won't be a pay-per-view, like a glorified house show, like a, a super showdown equivalent showdown. in the UK, then I'm happy with that. Mm. I mean, AEW have already said as soon as they're able to do a yeah. pay-per-view in the UK, they're going to. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got to believe WWE want to fucking... If AEW are going to do it, WWE are fucking going to do it as well. Yeah. Which is great for us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I just don't give a shit about seeing Tyson Fury wrestle. Nope. Um, to be perfectly honest, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolute piece of shit. Don't want to see him wrestle. Nope. Um, moving away from Tyson Fury, another bald man, Adam Pearce, <laughs> has been promoted. <laughs> Director of live events. A lovely bold man, though. A nice bold man. Lovely bold man. A wholesome, wholesome bold man. Wholesome, wholesome bold man. (laughs) Adam Pierce um, has been promoted to director of live events per PW Insider. Historically, this has been one of Michael Hayes's uh, responsibilities. Uh, Hayes has been more involved in producing matches, especially for Roman Reigns. Pierce will continue to produce matches and, along with Jason Jordan, oversee the other producers. Uh, yeah, Jason Jordan got promoted as well. I was going to say, yeah, I forgot to put that in there, but <clears throat> nice way to segue in. Jason Jordan yeah. promoted to producer. Awesome news. The, or he was the his head producer of Raw and SmackDown, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good for him. Like, um, it's a shame he's not wrestling because he was awesome. It is, yeah. But, but nice uh, that they've he... looked after him. They've, they've kept him there. They've given him not just something to do. Like, that's a pretty major role. Mm. They, yeah. they, they're quite good at doing stuff like that, though, with, like... Um, mm. Guys that do get injured on their watch, aren't they? Like, um, yeah. obviously, uh, the big one is Corey Graves when he mm. got like options to the point where he couldn't wrestle anymore. He yeah. got me one say there. Um, Page to a degree. Well, Page, Page is weird because they don't really do anything with her. They, they have her on like a few network things, but that's about it. She's got like a separate contract because she was on the Fox thing and it wasn't. Like, mm. Was it exclusively a WWE contract, or was she employed by Fox, or what? I can't remember. That was remember. a Fox one because that's what Punk was on, wasn't it? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why WWE were fucking gutted. We've got Punk. Yeah, Tyson Kidd was the other one I was thinking of because uh, oh yeah, yeah, someone who's been credited for his work with the women's division. Um, mm-hmm. He produced both women's matches at Mania. Um, he also produced the fucking. Tag team turmoil, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, he he's credited for being the producer for uh, uh, Bianca and Sasha and um, Rhea and Asuka, which is very good. It's awesome. And yeah. all, all, all the all the women's division have kind of like come out and said how, how much they appreciate him and how great he is. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, congrats to him and Adam Pearce. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Jason Jordan yeah really good really really good stuff um, should we move on to some NXT let's let's uh, do you want to take this one it's a chunky one I think this is one that you dropped in wasn't it I think you know a little it, bit it more is. about it than I do yeah um, <laughs> oh boy um, referee Drake Wirtz who's been a lightning rod for controversy among some, some in wrestling um, for some time has been doing it again did you know? Um, <laughs> Fightful learned that he had his du- he's had his duties reduced in recent months. He was formerly the head referee in NXT. That role now belongs to Daryl Sharma. Um, Wirtz was also considered for the job of time and matches within NXT, but that spot was given to Scott Armstrong, who'd br- briefly been furloughed from the company. Um, apparently, Road Dog was instrumental in getting Scott into that. 
role, obviously, because it's his brother. Um, oh, of course, yeah. Wirt, yeah, Wirtz was also not offered the backup timing position, which can and has led to uh, timing matches for 205 Live. Instead, DA Brewer took over those duties. Uh, however, it didn't stop there. Fightful's also report was also informed that Wirtz was either formally or informally suspended earlier in the year and w- wasn't allowed in the Capital Wrestling Centre for better or for worse for a short period of time. Jeez. Um, he's, he's obviously like a very, he's like a big Trump supporter and he's a, mm. he's a proud, talks about the proud boys a lot and he's a, which yeah, that's a, oh good. Uh, Not he's a big advocate of parlor as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, apparently he's been very vocal um, with his like views to anyone who will listen. Uh, last year, when an article from David Bixen span emerged, uh, Fightful were told several higher-ups higher were horrified by what they read. Um, this was only compounded by a video from backstage in NXT on Wednesday this week, where he zoomed into a county commissioner's meeting, which was like, it's like a government meeting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And made um, about mask mandates to claim that the mandates made child sex trafficking easier. Uh Christ. We're told that um, upon his return to the CWC, he, he was appeared to he appeared to have subdued many mannerisms that got him substantial heat with many at the performance center. Uh, many that we've that uh, Fightful spoke to in NXT are surprised he's still there, and fear that his radical beliefs may actually have helped him from being fired. Um, Christ, Arve. Yeah, I mean that that video was going around of him in the like. I'm I'm sure that's probably going to lead to him getting fired. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure because he's he's got his fucking NXT t-shirts on and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's like it's just a bad image for the company, isn't it? It's Where terrible. he's like yeah. trying to compare wearing a mask to fucking trafficking children to for fucking sex. Jesus it's Christ, mental, absolutely mental. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of people are kind of uh, calling for his head. <laughs> Well, no, just like kind of commented on it. Uh, Joey Janela was quite like vocal about it, saying that um, they're no longer friends. And like Drake tried to like get him to become a proud boy or something. He was like, yeah, fuck off. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just it, it just goes to show like people believe anything that you fucking read, doesn't it? Yep. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. Um, not good. Shit, blurt. No. Um, (laughs) Let's move on uh, to some slightly lighter news. Wrestling Observer Newsletter is reporting that WWE is discussing a partnership with MLW as they don't like the bad rap that they get for not working with other companies. The idea would be to send NXT talent to MLW, similar to what they used to do with Evolve. That'd be good. Can they also have MLW talent come over and have Jacob Fatu murder everyone, please? Give, give us Jacob Fatu versus Roman Cowards. Do it. Do it have now. It, have, him, have him claim the head of the table. <laughs> have him usurp Roman. To, to be fair, did you see what uh, Jacob Fatu said about, about the head of the table? No. He acknowledged Roman as the head. He was like, oh yeah, I've got my own table here in MLW and I'm the head of that table. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just... To be fair, though, how cool would it be to just see Contra Unit just invade WWE? Oh, man. Yes. Yes, Ghost yes, of Samael, yes. like, fucking cutting promos with Heyman. That'd be incredible. <laughs> Won't happen. 
won't but, happen. Uh, but also, though, on the other side of it, um, the Evolve deal they had with WWE was very cool. And if it's that like that, we'll get some pretty interesting dream matches out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, they, they had, like, a lot of, uh, in, like, indie guys wrestling NXT guys. And I know Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy wrestled a couple of NXT guys as well. So, more of that, please. Yeah, definitely. So, um, it's with a heavy heart that I've got to say next. Because um, this was something that me and you were both looking at. Well, you had a ticket. I was looking at getting one. Yeah, man. Um, NXT UK TakeOver Dublin has been officially cancelled. Um, the event was originally scheduled for April 26, 2020. And the pandemic forced WWE to reschedule it to October the 25th, 2020. And then again rescheduled to June the 20th, 2020. Now Ticketmaster and the Three Arena in Dublin have listed the event as cancelled. Absolutely fuming. Yeah, I mean, you know what would be really good then, seeing as they cancelled that takeover, just fucking just, do a just UK do takeover. Do a UK takeover. Do one next month yeah. because they've got like they they could like you look at some of the matches they've been putting on NXT UK. It's like that would be a takeover match. Yeah. That'd be a takeover match. We say it every nearly a, every week. That's a more takeover match. Exactly. There's fucking there's like two matches next week that could be on a takeover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just just, just do it, cowards. It's a shame, but at least now, like, I feel like they were holding a lot of stuff off because they were building mm. it to go on maybe that takeover. Now they've cancelled it. They can just go, right, fuck, we'll sling a takeover in. We don't have to build, like, we can do it anytime. We don't have to build to this kind of set date. I don't Let's know. Let's do takeover BT Sports Studio. Yes. It look awesome in there. It's a good well, looking First arena. time ever a takeover will be in the BT Sports Studio. Yeah, and they, they won't shut up about that when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh dear. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, moving on to some lighter news uh, and some some good news, actually, to end NXT with. Um, PW Insider reported that Road Dog was at the Capital Wrestling Center working on this week's NXT. It's his first time being back since hospitalized after a cardiac incident, uh, cardiac incident in March. That's bloody good news. It's good to yeah, hear that, that he's, he's recovered and, and back there doing what he does best well second best i don't know rapper first maybe producer second <laughs> oh you yes. didn't know you better call somebody the only <laughs> double g and k quick getting rowdy um yeah good news though really yeah, good news very good news indeed um yeah speaking of um speaking of news we'll go to aw next um Let's let's get started. AEW may need to move nights after TNT surprised and he won the rights to the NHL in a seven-year deal. What? Um, Melter seems to think. Yeah, I know. That was that's why NXT moved. Wow! Believe it or not, because of the hockey. Um, because <laughs> uh, USA thought they were like a shoe in to get it, and then TNT got it. Um, Melter seems to think it would be Friday nights that AEW would move to. Uh, Tony Khan commented saying. I want everyone to rest assured that they're not going to have to worry about these kind of major dot, dot, dot. We have a contract of with over two and a half years left for Wednesday nights in this slot. If there was ever an opportunity to move or a deal that to be had, I would consider it. If we did something, it would, it would have to be a really good deal for AW and make sense for us. As it stands right now, this is the spot we're in. If we move, I would certainly consider a deal if there was something in it for AW. Um, I, I mean, AW on above moving like the show before the uh 
the move that won to a Saturday, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, it went it so went head to head with it. Yeah, it went head to head with a takeover in your house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When, yeah. Bro- when Brody won the uh, TNT, won the TNT title. Is that when he squashed Cody? Murdered Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking great match though. Love it. Um, yeah. So I mean, they've they've done it before. They've moved to a Tuesday on one point as well because of the uh, the basketball. Mm. So and also just to kind of add a, a news bit that's later down on later on in the thing. I'll just say it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're actually moving the 28th of May, going head to head with Smack Diddley down. Ooh. Ooh, the wars are back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, due to the NBA playoffs. Um, it was this time last year, I think, wasn't it, when they moved? Yeah, well, I think so. Because the basketball. Of course. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not, a, they're not a, above moving to, uh, to like, make satisfy the network. So, I assume they'll probably will end up moving. It'd be cool to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which means Saturday is going to be fucking busier for us, doesn't it? Oh, Christ. Wow. For you, I don't watch AEW. I can't, I can't find time yeah. on my busy schedule, even though it's on a different night to NXT now, let alone <laughs> them putting it back on the same night as SmackDown. <laughs> Fuck's sake, I don't stand a chance. Uh, yeah. Moving on, sticking with AEW. Um, former Lucha Ground Lucha Underground star Marty the Moth is teasing debuting for AEW for speculation that that's where he's headed. He faced fellow Lucha Underground alumni uh, Brian Cage on Dark this week. I don't know much about Marty the Moth. You've obviously watched Lucha Underground before. You're familiar yeah. with his work. His, his gimmick was basically Buffalo Bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brilliant. He played, like a, he played like a creepy stalker. Funnily enough, the person he was stalking in Lucha Underground is Brian Cage's wife. Um, so <laughs> amazing that was that was a nice full circle thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he had yeah. a really good match with uh, Phoenix in Lucha Underground um, beat Pentagon for the uh, Lucha Underground title as well oh. um, yeah uh, yeah he was, he was very good his character work was awesome uh, he, I watched his match with Brian Cage he looked in really good shape um, yeah he, he was recovering from like a spinal injury Ooh. Um He'd been he'd been uh, rehabbing uh the Nightmare Factory or the factory as it's just called now mm. uh, with QT Marshall. So obviously that's kind of got his foot in the door with AEW. Mm-hmm. He's a really good like character like character guy. So he'd be a good addition to AEW, I think. Yeah. So I wouldn't be upset if he's shown up in the AEW, especially if he's basically just doing a gimmick from Witcher Underground. Quality. Uh, next we've got on the Good Brothers Talking Shop podcast, the Young Bucks uh, run, I think it was this week or last week, um, and said the Triple H offered them uh, half a million dollars each guaranteed when they were free agents in 2018. I mean, um, that's that's good money. <laughs> to put that into perspective, uh, like top guys in NXT, like Champa, for example, um, only makes about 120 a year. Guaranteed. Christ. So, yeah, that's like that's like top guy money. <laughs> wow! And they and they had like a, a, a an out clause as well, I believe. Like Triple H, it's, it's like this is how desperate Triple H was to sign them. They had like a clause where it was like, um, I think it was like after ten months they could like basically get released if they wanted to, if they felt they weren't being used properly. 
which let's face it, they're a tag team. WWE don't fucking do tag teams. Yeah. Well, no, NXT. It, they were going to main. Oh. They were, oh yeah, like, they would have been fucked. The, basically, the, I remember reading at the time about this. So they offered Cody, Kenny, the books, and Hangman all deals. Um, Hangman was going to go to NXT. Everyone else was going to main. Damn. Um, and, I mean, to yeah. be fair, position NXT around Hangman. That's not a bad thing. Isn't that pretty much what they're aiming for in, in AEW? Yeah, the slow building Hangman to be like their top baby face. And yeah, to yeah. be fair, he's like over as anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, it's one of them. I, I, it would be intriguing to see all those guys in WWE. Mm. It's I not going to happen now, ever. No, no. No. I think I think um, Kenny in particular probably would have hated it. Mm-hmm. Because he seems yeah. like he seems to like having the freedom to just do whatever he wants with his character. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in WWE, he'd be getting told like he's got to throw got some guns on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make train noise. Hey, you like computer games, don't you? Right, we want you to come down dressed as Pac-Man and something ridiculous like that. I don't know. And then every time I mean, he runs around the ring, and we get the Pac-Man noise, something like that. It would have been absolutely fucking ridiculous. Every, every time he hits a V trigger, it's just the uh, it's just the sonic ring noise. Ding, ding. <laughs> they, they, they were joking, but they actually would. Oh, they would have done that as well. They would have done. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, as as much as like as much as like people probably think we're just shitting on the wheel for the sake of it. WWE absolutely would would have ruined Kenny in the books. Of course, he would have. Yeah, like especially given what Kenny's doing now, where he's like a belt collector. Imagine him trying to fuck piss after WWE. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to all these other companies I'm with just... their belts. Was <laughs> <laughs> too. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Speaking of, let's let's talk about a little bit of an impact, shall we? Yeah, man. Uh, the Observer says that advance orders of Impact Rebellion were way ahead of any Impact pay-per-view show in a long time. I've read a little bit more on this earlier. Like they haven't seen numbers like that since kind of the the glory days of of Impact TNA stuff. Like kind of around two thousands or so was it? Like early two thousands? Yeah, like two thousand and five, two thousand and six. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not a surprise. You've put Kenny Omega on there in the World Championship match where he's well, he did take the belt um and everyone i think knew that going in so yeah not a surprise but and cool to see and also mauro ronaldo on commentary yeah 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 why would you like, not uh, uh, oh god no no i was saying well, like, why why would there not be plenty of advance <laughs> orders just with that um yeah. you know kenny and and, and mauro but then looking at the rest of the card actually like it looked like a really decent card i i've watched this uh on Monday, it was a really good show. Um, yeah. Really good show. Uh, the X Division title triple threat match with Josh Alexander, TJP, and Ace Austin. If anyone wants a match to just try and check out, like just to check out to kind of get you, introduce you to it, mm. Impact product. That was fantastic. It was yeah. such a good match. Um, Kenny versus one was all right. It wasn't anything special, I didn't think, but no. I'll probably get fun. Survived that. <laughs> yeah, it was, to be fair, it was Aaron, a Aaron wasn't a fan of it either. I asked Aaron about it when he was playing through uh, SpongeBob the other day, and he was just like, "Yeah, it was a little eh. bit botchy." Yeah, there was apparently a lot of like top rope high spots that didn't pull off. 
Yeah, um, Rich Swan, he did, he did like a weird bump. Like, I don't know if it was a fuck up, where he basically, he like did a handstand on the apron and then fell off and landed on his head. What? And it was, yeah. And it was just, it was kind of random and out of nowhere. Um, But then he was very sloppy afterwards. So I don't know whether he got a concussion in the match or something. Oh dear. Probably didn't help that he got like 20 V triggers as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, he looked a little bit like a little bit shaky on his feet. So maybe that might play the part. But mm. overall, really good show. Yeah. Um, there was some really fun matches on there. I would, the last one standing match as well with uh, Trey Miguel and Sammy Callahan was awesome. Sweet. Um, also, we got a big old debut. Yeah. On Rebellion. Um, of W. Morrissey, a.k.a. Big Cats, who looks to... I don't know if he's joined Violent by Design or if he was just like for that Just filling in for match. that, yeah. Um, but he's said to have signed a long-term deal with Impact Wrestling. He's there for um, the foreseeable, apparently. He's there for the foreseeable future. Uh, the, the cool thing, the cool thing with like Impact's taping schedule, though, as well, is that they do like about seven or eight weeks of TV at a time. Yeah, yeah. So the, even if he's there for like the foreseeable being like two months, they've they've still got him for like the foreseeable. And I think they they pre-tape a lot of the pay-per-view stuff as well. Like not all of it. Like and Rebellion was live. Um, yeah. Slammiversary, you expect to probably be live. That's a big one, isn't it? I think Slammiversary, well, Slammiversary will have to be live because they're teasing loads of people debuting, which uh, they did like that. They did another trailer, like the one they did last year where they were yeah, teasing yeah. like all the release people. This time they went fucking crazy with it and like <laughs> had a Carter and Naito in there as well. Behave. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah they, but the best part was they had, well, they didn't have a picture of a Carter when he was in TNA. They didn't have a Carter. Um, <laughs> he had like a picture of Okada when he was like a young lion they had a picture of uh, Naito and Yujiro Takahashi when they were in No Limit oh, yeah. in, uh, in TNA <laughs> um, and I can't remember who else the, who else did he tease there was Joe, someone else from um, what's his name Joe Andrade Green. Andrade that's it who it was yeah um, I was going to say there was someone else quite big uh, they teased the Iconics as well um, Iconics are doing all right now. Oh, Iconics would be awesome, man. especially because they've got an actual fully functioning women's tag division. Yeah, 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 yeah. That there is that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's um, they, they seem to they seem to be having a pretty good working relationship with New Japan. Obviously, they've got Fusu mm. with the tag team champions. Yeah, um, and it, it's weird. Like two of the champions and Impact don't actually work for Impact. <laughs> it's crazy it's, yeah man but it's cool it's a good time to be a wrestling fan when you've got all that crossover that interaction going and stuff like that really really cool yeah the forbidden door is very much open indeed uh, and we'll end this week's news uh, and rest of the world news on uh, a new debut um, set to be coming to Impact next week El Fantasmo is meant to be coming to Impact um, I, again, don't know much about uh, any of his work prior to this. Um, I'm sure you could probably fill us in a bit better. He's, he's in New Japan in the Bullet Club. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you wrestled there, Takahashi, Wrestle King. Oh, yes. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's very good. Um, mm. He's 
this kind of opens the door to some pretty cool, like cool little matches that he can have in Impact. Mm. Um, I'm hoping while he's over here, he pops up in AW because I really want to see a ELP versus Phoenix because they both do a lot of running across the ropes and other shit like that. <laughs> um, Mental spots. Yeah, they're, they're both they're both very agile guys. Uh, yeah. He's a very very good wrestler. Um, and very nice fellow as well. Met him a couple of times. Um, I'm a local indie. Um, really nice guy. Nice. Uh, but yeah, he, he's a uh, he's really good. He's yeah. very very good. Um, that's awesome. a that's a pretty pretty big get for Impact. Yeah, I'd say, especially yeah. given like the X division and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the um, the New Japan um, what's his name? President, I guess it is. Yeah, I can't remember his actual name now. Um, give me a second; I will Google it now. Um, I say I'll Google it. I'll get the, I'll just get the news article uh, <laughs> to get to get the actual thing he said. He, he basically um, set, was talking about like them working with other companies, um, and he was he 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 said that about like how if there's a guy who wrestles for my, for New Japan and he wants to wrestle someone in another company, he's more than more than happy. Takami Obari. Okay. Um yeah, he said he, he said if there's uh, like um talent crossing doesn't just apply to New Japan strong, it applies to New Japan at large. Uh and you, it's not about like working with other companies. It's more if someone wants to go and wrestle someone in another company, he, he's not gonna like sort of stand in the ways. Yeah. He's happy for them to kind of fly the flag for New Japan. Obviously, we've got uh, Yuji Nagata mm-hmm. coming to AEW to face Mox, which is That's insane cool. in itself. For the United States Championship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Moxley's basically calling people out, so I wouldn't be surprised if we got like a certain uh, little ace coming over. Oh, do it. Booting in the forbidden door. He's already <laughs> on AEW. Showing up on the Jericho uh, anniversary show, yeah, Cutting yeah, a yeah. Promo on Jericho, so go ace, yes, there's, lad. There's obviously the uh, opportunity. Go Indeed. ace, go ace. Um, yeah, but yeah. I was gonna say that's all of our news, but there is there is one one bit that that we can mention. Some that some hey. What'd you say? I was just said, what's that mean? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> um, oh, you froze. Have I? Fucking internet connection. I said, what's that mean? And you've just, you've just froze. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we have some news. Um, we have some merchandise coming out. We've had Woo! a fantastic illustration uh, drawn up for us by uh, a work colleague of mine. Um, check her out on Instagram illustrations. Um, she's drawn us up a fantastic image featuring all four of us. And we've also got, uh, a new logo, uh, that we're going to be dropping soon, which was very kindly designed, um, with no request or prompt, uh, from butcher from the damn it Vince podcast. So massive, massive thank you to him. Um, but yeah, we're going to be getting those up online for you to all see um, within the next 24 hours. Um, and then merchandise stuff. We'll have some t-shirts, we'll have some stickers uh, and a few other bits and pieces. And we'll be having that um, on a website called redbubble.com where you can buy loads of various bits of merchandise. So yeah, we'll be announcing that. Uh, watch this space, but exciting times ahead. That's the news. 
that is everything that wraps things up for this week thanks as always for listening um look after yourselves and we'll catch you next time bye bye you must love this podcast housing the untitled wrestling podcast housing